Nedarim Dav Samach Zayin, the last thing we were discussing was when a person coming to the rabbi to get Hatar Nedarim, what ex- how exactly do we start it off? In this perek, we're going to be talking about Na'ara Morasa, the famous perek Na'ara Morasa that we kept on referring to in Masechet Ketubot. And we're going to be talking about a Na'ara who's engaged to be married. So before we start, uh, a, wo- a woman under the age of 12 is considered a Ketana. And a Na'ara, between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, the, uh, the, the Torah gave the father the right and the power to annul any vow his daughter made under the age of 12 and a half. And on that same note, if a woman is married, the Torah gave power to her husband to annul any vow. And again, the father and, or the husband, they have to annul that vow that day, the day that they heard. Not, not, not any time after that. Now, the question arises of a Naram or Asa. She's a Nara, she's still under the age of 12 and a half, she's under her father's right, but on the other hand, she's been engaged, she's Mu'arasa, that means she accepted, or her father accepted a kiss of Kiddushin, and she's going to be married to this man. The Torah says that both of them, the father and the husband, have to annul that vow, otherwise that vow is not annulled yet. And with that, we're going to start Samach Vav Amudibet, the last line where the new Perek starts. Na'ara Morasa, Na'ara, between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, who's engaged to this person. She's going to be married, but not yet. Her father and her husband, or her future husband, are, are, have to annul her vows. If the father annulled but not the husband, or hefer habal velo hefer or the husband annulled and not the father, and mufar, the vow has not been annulled. And you don't even have to tell me in the case of if one of them kept that vow, that the vow is not broken. And the Gemara starts. When it says, If the father, now not the husband, the husband, not the father, isn't that the same thing as telling me that her father and the husband annul the vow? Isn't that the same thing? Now the Gemara explains, I would have thought when it says, I would have thought, one or the other. The is that you need both. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, you don't even have to mention the case where one of them uh, uh, kept that vow. Now, the Gemara says, Why do I have to even bring that up? I could decide if one of them annulled and not the other, he didn't do anything. Why do I have to mention it? Why do I even have to mention it? Meaning, obviously, it, 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 it's not annulled. So the Gemara explains, no, I need that last piece that if one of them uh, uh, upkept that vow, we're talking about a situation where one of them annulled, the other one kept it. And the person who upkept that vow, he did on that uh, on what he kept. Now the tema okay, I would have thought, listen, whatever part that he upkept of that vow, he now broke it. And now he could join the first person and annul. Kamash ma'alan the mefirim shenehem bebatahat. The chidush of the of the the sefa that if one of them kept it, it, it it's not uh, it's not annulled. That they both have to uh, they both have to annul that vow together. Not exactly together. That explains, but even if it's on the same day, that's okay.
And that's the Hidush of that last line of the of the Mishnah where it says the, the Hidush is that if one of them uh, if that one of them upkept it, then he did Hatarat Nidarim what he kept, he still he can't uh, now annul. Next we learned the Mishnah Vinara Morasa via Baala Mifrin that first line in Mishnah was that uh, Nara, between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, who's been engaged, both of them have to annul the vow. Minalan, how do I know that the father can't do it himself? He needs both. So, Amar Abba, Amar Kira, because the Pasuk says in regards to Darim, Vim Aleha. If she becomes married to a person and her vows are on her, and now the Pasukim in regards to Hatarat uh, Darim go as follows. In Parashat Matot, Periklamid, Pasuk Dalit says, Visha Kitidon Neder, and Pasuk He says, Vishama Avia Nidra, and Pasuk says, Veim Heni Avia Otabium Shemo. That tells you that if a girl who's in Arab makes a vow, her father knocks it out. And then Pasuk Zion says, If she is married to someone, he annuls it. Pasuk Tet says that if he hears it on that day and he annuls it, then it's, uh, then it's annulled. Then Pasuk Yud Aleph, it goes back to tell you that if she was if she was married, and then Pasuk Yud Gimel again, it tells me that her husband annuls her vows. So we're going to go to Pasuk Zayin the first time around, where it says if she, and if she's married to someone, then he annuls her vows. And we learn from here that if she's been engaged to someone, then both of them, her father and her husband, both annul the vows. And the Ran explains the reason that we're Doresh extra vav, that the father and the husband annul, meaning the first time around, that middle one, that's right in between the Nara, who's single to the married woman, is to tell you that both the father and husband, or future husband, annul her vow. And the Gemara asks, Maybe that's talking about a married woman, and we're not going to be Doresh that we're talking about Nara Morasa. The Gemara says, If it's coming to, to discuss a married woman, if you look later on, it already has another pasuk, and that's talking about a married woman. So you have to say that the first one's talking about engaged Nara. The Gemara says, but yeah, Maybe both of them are talking about a married woman, and then her husband annuls her vows. If you want to tell me, and if you want to ask, why would I need two psukim about a married woman? I would tell you, it's coming to give you the chidush, that the husband cannot annul vows that happened when his wife was still under her father. But the Gemara says, But can't you figure that out on your own? That if she makes a vow by her husband, then her husband knocks it out. Meaning anything that happened before, her husband can't annul. So why would I need double psukim for that? Obviously, it's talking about Nara Murasa. So, Ibait Ima, you could say, listen, the first Pasuk, you can't say it's talking about a married woman. The Havaya Kidushin Mashmal. When it says the word Havaya Im Hayoti Ish, it sounds like Kidushin, not uh, married. I mean, the Ran explains that even though we've seen that the Havaya could sound like Kidushin and it could sound like Nisuin. But still, I have two reasons over here to explain to me that uh, we're talking about an Arusa over here, not a Nisua. So now we're learning that that first Pasuk, Vim Hayot, Yedeish, and Pasuk Zain is talking about Naram or Asa. And the Hidush is that both her father and her future husband have to annul that vow. 
So now the Gemara asks, Maybe the father is, is the one who has to annul the vow, not the husband. Where is the husband coming from? So the Gemara explains, Imken, because if that's the case, and only the father annuls, and then it says, isar bebet And then it says, Yani ota, The actual words of the Pasuk are, are And that's talking about a regular single na'ara, so Lamali, why would I need that? Meaning, if uh, if I know by an Aram or Asad the father annuls the vows, then for sure by an Aram who's still single, the father can annul. Why would I need that whole first section? If you could tell me, if Aram or Asad the father has control over, of course he has control over the Aram who's still single. Meaning you could say, There's an Arus, the father himself uh, takes care of the annulment. If there's no one engaged to her, do I even have to bring up this question? So it's like a Kalva Homer, of course. And that there, so you have to say the reason that there's two Psukim is come and tell me that when she's Meorasa, it's both the father and uh, the husband, or the future husband who have to annul the vow. So now the Gemara asks the opposite. Well, if that's the case, maybe the father should need the the arus, the future husband. Meaning, the big guy over here is the arus. But the, the arus himself, if he wants to annul the vow, he could annul it. So the big the big player over here would be the arus who could annul. And if you want to say that, well, so if that's the case. Why do I need ve'im, the extra vav, to tell me that we're connecting the father and the arus? Why do I need that? Right? I would say, I, I would need the e hekim, hekim, that if the father upheld that vow, it's upheld, and the arus can't annul anymore. Meaning, if the father was quiet or he upheld that vow, and then the let's say two days later the the arus heard about it. Well, it's too late for the arus. So meaning we still gave a little bit of koach to the father that he could uphold that vow, but the annulment could only go to the arus. The Gemara says, "Imkain bet Then, if that's the case, that the arus is the only person who could annul. Then, when it says bet why do I need that? I can learn it from Kalva Homer. In a place where there's a father, the only person who can annul is the Arus. When she is married, her father's not there anymore. Do I even have to mention that the husband is needed? Meaning the first set of Sukim, which is talking about single, the middle Sukim is in question, and the last ones are talking about the husband. So why would I need the last set of Pesukim? Meaning if when, when they're engaged, the Arus is the one who can uh, annul the vow, then I don't even need to mention the, the, the last part where they're married. Of course the husband uh, can annul. Rather, we have to go back and say that when she's engaged, it's not the husband himself and it's not the father himself. They need it together. The like Gemara says, yeah, but Emma, maybe... Maybe I need that, that three middle psukim to, to tell me that the husband cannot annul vows that happened before they were engaged or married. And that's why I need that last set of psukim to tell me that it's only uh, vows that happened after they were married, but anything before that, it's on the father. But the Gemara explains, no, that's our point. Meaning, 
the fact that the last three are coming to me that the the the, the husband could not annul vows that ha- that happened before they they were married, and the fact that arus mefer bekodmin arus he's allowed to annul vows before they were married. Meaning that's the whole point of Yerna'ala Marasa, she's not married to him yet. The, the, and the fact that he is allowed to annul vows, you have to explain it's Mishum De'av. It's because he's a partner in the annulment with the father. And that's the biggest proof that an Aram Orasa is different than an Isha Nesua. That when it comes to an Arusa, there's a partnership, and that's why you need both of them. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.